whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hello, well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The monitor edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dell here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. On this New Year's Eve, uh, the Weekend Gardener, hour number three, 919-860-9783. Mike Riley here, along with Rufus Edmonston and Pam Beck with us today. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Had a great time this morning just sitting around chatting. Uh, Paul is in Wendell. Paul, thanks for waiting. I apologize for uh, our problems with the software here and our our telephone software, but uh, you're on the air now. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, sir. Happy New Year, Paul. So everybody's talking about anniversaries. My wife and I just had our 42nd anniversary. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, I just wanted to call and wish you guys, and just to make everybody a little bit jealous, I'm 15 days away from flying to Hawaii. Ah, very good. We did that in 
2016 in late January. We were yeah. in there a couple of weeks, uh, January into February, and it was very, very nice. Well, Paul, my favorite place was Maui. Do you have that on the itinerary? Actually, no, I'm going to the Big Island. Okay. Uh, one, of, one of my best friends, a sailing buddy, um, lives over there. He's retired and has a good life. And So yeah. you're going to where the where the active uh, vol- volcano? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the biggest volcano in the world uh, yeah. has been yeah, very not? active lately. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, we. I can. I remember on our trip going up there. There's an observation area and uh, a little store up there, and yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's I, unbelievable. I have, it's like a different world. Oh, it certainly is cold too. <laughs> well, it's um, yeah. I'm going over and I'm volunteering at the uh, at a senior championship uh, golf tournament, and uh, so I've been doing that at Fast Championship for 18 years, and I'm wonderful. Going Good. Well, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. You have some nice yeah. golf courses there. I, I was told, Paul, when I was there in the Big Island, that there were nine distinct climates. Oh, where, I bet. Yeah. That, that you could go from tropical to frigid weather, and I think I hit them all because we, we drove around. It, it took us a day, but we drove around the Big Island. Did you go over the Ridge Road? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The road to Hades is on Maui. The road to hell, uh, uh, did you ride on that? It's like a uh, tiny little dirt road, most of it. It's a back road. It's like 80 miles or something. We rode on that. It takes forever. But the, there is a tiny little church there. I forget, if, I forget the difference in the leeward and the windward sides. But we were on one, this is on the side uh, that it was very tropical until we got to, uh, to you know, the end of the island there. And it, uh, it looked more like Montana, the grass and everything. Yeah. It was most stark contrast. But that's where Charles Lindbergh is buried. He's buried in a, oh, small, wow. in a churchyard there on Maui on the on one side of it just off of that road to hell that's what they call it it's so hard to drive and mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's quite a ranching operation there yeah um, and uh, i don't know a lot of star willie nelson has a you know thousands of acres as a he flies in there uh-huh. and um you know a lot of a lot of stars have have acreage over there but yeah my uh my buddy tells me that he ends up uh, pairing up with a lot of professional athletes at these golf courses on the Big Island, and uh, those guys are just you know over there having fun, and all of a sudden you walk onto the first tee and you're playing with some pro bowler, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, congratulations uh, for for being able to go there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I I just wanted to thank you guys for a great another year of broadcasting, and. Um, and I really appreciate the show and everything that y'all do. And I send my best out to Miss Ann. We do too. We uh, we certainly miss her being on the show. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll let y'all go. Take care. Thank, thank, you, Paul. thank you, Paul. Safe travels. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, what is it called? I thought there was a. a I'm looking at the uh, the highway there in Maui. 
Kahalakili or something like that. I don't know. Oh, Ro- Hannah, Hannah Highway. That's uh, that's what it is. It's called the Road to Divorce, Road to Hell, <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> so you didn't do that. What you're, all the times you went? I I don't recall doing it. I, I went. In fact, the, the the bus driver they have to the bus driver gets a couple of days off to rest after having to deal with it because it's very it's kind of a treacherous drive. I remember mm-hmm. hearing about it and and chose not to do it. Uh, the no guardrails. I, I, I inquired said no guardrails anywhere. Yeah, the death and, the death road of Maui. That's oh, what it's called. <laughs> but uh, but Lindbergh is is uh, is buried in a tiny little church. He, he, uh, I think, had visited Maui and fell in love with it. And, you know, he moved from New York to, to Hawaii, and he, he uh, asked to be buried in this churchyard. Hmm. I was unaware of that. Yeah, so we saw Thor's grave. It's, uh, Hawaii is such an interesting place. Just so, have you been? I've never you been. Really, you and Mike really ought to go. It's yeah. just... It's so it's so worth it, and there's a lot of great tours. You can go to four of the islands and and see a lot. Yeah. Doesn't take long to to ride around any of the islands uh, on a tour. So yeah, I think I'm, Maui was the most fascinating to me because it was easy to get around, and the the floral. Oh my gosh, just amazing. Well, Kauai. The Kauai Island is the one that that is the the most lush, and there are not a lot of people on that. And they have what's called the Grand Canyon of Hawaii mm. is there, and it, it does. It's a little more lush, but it does it does look it is a huge huge canyon there. You can see mm. helicopters, crazy people who want, like riding in helicopters. You know, they, they fly around there a lot. Uh, that's very, very interesting. All right, let's go to Ron and Kerry. Ron, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just want to correct, congratulate you also, uh, Mike, on your Hall of Fame honor. Oh, wow. Uh, Thank you, uh, you very much. You maintain a cordial, friendly atmosphere all the time on your show. You just... Well, I I was trained I was trained by the 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 best. I watched, I observed. I was I was trained by I mean Bart Rittner and Wally Osley and all those guys didn't didn't actually sit down and train me to do anything. I got advice here and there, but I worked with the best. It was a a Ivy League education in broadcasting. I've been very very lucky. Well, you, you have an act too. I think that's part of it. Thank you. But I, I wanted to call in in the report. I, I, I uh, asked two years ago, and I think Pam was on the show uh, about if anybody had any ideas about taking a sabbatical on your garden every seven years, letting it rest, letting the land rest, like the Bible says. So uh, I gave that a try, and uh, one of the things I asked was uh, Rufus. Uh, is six inches of leaves enough? And he said, oh, no, no, that won't last uh, a year like that. You better do 12 inches. And he was right. Uh, we have a dog that goes back there. The garden is about 50 feet by 10 feet. Uh, and uh, But the 12, the 12 inches of leaves just did work. Uh, 
preserve it for a year. How about oh, great. That? That's what I'm doing right this afternoon is getting yeah. that 12 inches back there. Now, when you let your yeah. garden rest. Now, you're talking about a vegetable garden. That's correct. Right. What, mm-hmm. what, what did, did weeds come through? No. Uh, maybe a little bit. But uh, generally, no, the, the 12 inches did it for a whole year. Yeah. 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 And you were um, getting all those nutrients, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I plowed them under then, uh, you know, when I finally uh, started the garden for this year. Uh, I did want to mention, uh, you know, Jesus said uh, uh, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. And it, it seems like, uh, from my experience, I'll share a little bit more, but the uh, one of the big things is it kind of gives you a rest, you know? From having to to go through and do all the cultivating and and all the different things that associated with uh, planting and, and harvesting. Yeah, we all need a rest. Garden, uh, but in, interesting also, uh, we we put we have compost, and my wife puts out compost in various places. And uh, for that year, what popped up was these tomato plants in, in uh, the uh, the flower beds areas. And so we had tomatoes anyhow. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you had obviously had tomatoes there at one time or another. Well, or out of the out of the compost, you got the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they came out of the compost. You put the compost yeah. down, and and they come up. That's uh, all all on their own. And so I was, I was thinking, hey, wait a minute. Now seeds, these seeds just come up on their own. Why don't I just go ahead and plant, and let let the their own little time clocks do do with their thing and not worry about all this timing and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, making seedlings inside and, and transplanting and all this stuff. So I tried that, too. I planted everything uh, February 26th, and uh, I, a number of different things I planted. It's uh, different types of lettuce, uh, kale, chard, uh, parsley. Uh, other herbs, basil, um, and then cauliflower. I just finished my last cauliflower yesterday. Wow. It had been sunburned, but it was edible. My wife thought it. I, she said, don't feed it to the dog. You might kill it. But it was yeah. fine. It was just discolored. Um, <laughs> but the the big payoff was with the tomatoes. I, I, I got all new seeds. I got them from, some of them from parks, the tomato seeds. I ordered big beef and yellow, and they sent me in the big beef package Roma. Uh, don't know. I've never had that experience before. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turned out that the Roma came up first. Uh, it was uh, I, I had tomatoes starting um, July 16th, uh, eating tomatoes, making tomato sandwiches, and then all through the summer, uh, maybe there's a little lag because of the high heat time, but uh, pretty much all through the summer I had tomato sandwiches, and I finished my last tomato sandwich the day after Christmas. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. When you had those tomato seeds that came up in your compost pile, did you, you just let them stay there, and, and you didn't stake them or do anything like that? What what happened on that? Yeah, you're talking about the first year, the sabbatical yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just let them. They just grew on the ground. There was and there was none of this um, uh, wilt or any issue like that either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just grew. They were happy. Well, <laughs> were, were you making tomato sandwiches out of Roma tomatoes? 
Yeah, you kind of slice them. I slice them uh, uh, diagonal. But no, I had also yellow, and, and there were a few uh, big beefs that showed up in the, in the group, Good. but it was almost all aromas. And, I, and the package said, and I ordered the, the big beef, but it turned out that the aroma is, is quicker, and it, it lasts the entire time. Uh, like I, I said, the first was uh, July 16th, and my last was the uh, day after Christmas. I, I picked them before the, the heavy frost, and I put them over in, in our, it's a dark area underneath the house. It's a, mm-hmm. um, a closed crawl space, mm-hmm. and in there is the a gas furnace, and on top of it, it gets maybe 80 degrees, and I put them, all those little tomatoes in a, a uh, egg carton, paper cardboard egg, egg cartons mm-hmm. uh, to let them ripen. So that's how I was able to lengthen the season a fair amount, uh, you know, to get the... <laughs> I was inspired by by uh, Rufus's talk about wrapping them in paper and, and having them for Christmas. So I did have, you know, I had tomatoes. That, that we, <laughs> we were getting a little thin on the slices and stuff, but I, I had tomatoes. I was about to say, it's like eating meatballs on a loaf bread. I... <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, what the, 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 I I don't think the the flavor of aromas will beat some of the other varieties, but do you, do you like the flavor on a sandwich of aromas? It's a good they work. good flavor. Yeah, you're right. You know the others are juicier and stuff, but yeah, aromas but, uh, yeah, I put a lot of salt and pepper on it. Yeah, they're good sauce <laughs> tomatoes. Uh, aromas are are the ones that you know for Italian cooking that they're mm-hmm. primo. Right. For yeah, that. I didn't choose that. I, I it's just that mm-hmm. uh, Parks messed up. Yeah, but. But the uh, my my wife did make uh, a lot of sauce. We had a tremendous yield as, during a certain period of that time, so she started making you know uh, putting them in a the blender and freezing it, mm-hmm. making tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the big yield, or even though that's not what I ordered. <laughs> Very uh, good. Thanks for sharing that with us, Ron. Well, I appreciate what, it. Did, uh, Ron, did did you try the wrapping? Uh, tomatoes and paper, and putting them in a box, and uh, like I suggested. No, I didn't need to. I just you well, you yeah, cartons. you had it already there. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dark in there, but uh, yeah, I just put. Well, that was the same effect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The egg carton, mm-hmm. uh, uh, open uh, on a warm a spot. It's on, on top of the furnace, the gas furnace, and they just ripen right up. Um, Very good. And had uh, had my first eggplants. I'd never had eggplants before. Uh, got them coming up. You but, can do a whole uh, lot with I that. I think I should probably time the planting a little bit more. But it didn't seem to bother the tomatoes at all. And I had my best yield on the tomatoes, and part of that I think was from the advice from Gerald and the other guy on the show, Craig Lahoulier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, no real wilt, really. I mean, I, I think it's just normal to have some of the the lower leaves and stems kind of give up, and I just pulled them away. But I don't really see that there was any wilt thing. And the the bugs uh, <laughs> on the cauliflower and broccoli, they were terrible. But, uh, uh, you know, so it didn't sol- solve that. I'm, I'm, all my gardening is, is without pesticides mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. herbicides and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just pull the weeds and hope for the best. Oh, but, yeah. uh so the bugs, you know, they ate those plants till till their leaves look like 
lace. <laughs> uh, did but you they, have? They did you survived? And, and it, but by the winter time, I got a little bit of broccoli and yeah. cauliflower. I still have to haven't gotten the the um, figured it out yet on on how to get good yield from that. Yeah. Had some peppers. Was it uh, flea beetles and um, or slugs that hit your plants? Uh, it, it was those little like black things. Little teeny tiny. The moths come in and lay their eggs. They're, they're small. I don't think they were slugs. We uh, the we had zucchini and my wife did surgery on the uh, the zucchini plant <laughs> rather than put that foil around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that survived. Yeah, got the um, you got the squash bore vine. Um, yeah, 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 bore that yeah, way. That, okay, but yeah, other than that. Uh, pretty well. Well, it sounds to me like you're having fun with gardening, and that's yeah. what it's all about. That is what it is all about. <laughs> it's nice to have the yield. Yeah. The, the really good yield from the tomatoes. Well, Ron, nice. uh, happy new year, and go go find a place and rest a little bit. <laughs> right. The seventh day. Okay. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Reading and Carla Thomas. Uh, wow, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, this, uh, hope you're going to have a safe one. Hope you're already having a safe one. Hope the fog is fog cleared up out there, Jason. Does it still look foggy, or we don't have a window in here? Yeah. All right. So, um, looks like about six inches of snow to me from here. No, don't say that. <laughs> Come on now. We're, you got to trust us. We can't say stuff like that. Don't uh, don't listen to him. Don't. Oh no, don't. <laughs> the, it's like the the Wizard of Oz. Don't pay any attention to that man behind the curtain. Uh, you know, each season brings a, a different challenge for uh, the health and safety of your car. And King's Auto Service, like they should, believe in being proactive for the maintenance of your car and the effects of hot weather, cold weather. Boy, we had some cold weather last week, and it's a great time to. Starting next week, it's a good resolution. Get your car checked. Make sure it's safe. Make sure it's going to run and keep you safe on uh, what will be some some cold nights or rainy nights. Uh, get your belts and hoses and fluid levels checked along with your antifreeze protection and uh, the tread depth on your tires for uh, for maximum handling and control of your car is so important any time of year. King's Auto Service can help you with uh, preparation for uh, 
your hybrid vehicle. They have certified hybrid technicians at King's, and they do need some some uh, maintenance. They can uh, check out the high voltage battery packs. They can, if you know, if they give out on you after one hundred and fifty or two hundred or three hundred thousand miles, they can find a, a new battery for you or um, a battery replacement pack that will be uh, less than the dealer will charge for replacement. Uh, Kings can do all kinds of things. And the, have you heard of the cat shield? Uh, some folks have been losing to theft catalytic converters of all things. And catalytic converters can be very pricey, you know, like $3,000. Cat shield costs much, much, much less than that. And that will protect the cat shield. And folks at Kings can can install that to protect your catalytic converter. They can do so many things. They can check out all aspects of your car from battery uh, to your tires and uh, everything in between at King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. And they can uh, change your oil real quickly, too. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. I want to remind you to join host Don Curtis for uh, Carolina Newsmakers on Sunday. This week's guest will be John Hood, president of uh, the John William Pope Foundation. You can hear previous shows on WPTF.com by downloading the WPTF app or by searching Carolina Newsmakers on your favorite streaming app, as you can do with The Weekend Gardener. Let's go to Frank in Chapel Hill. Frank, good morning, or on WPTF. Uh, Ann and Rufus. So I have a um, hopefully a contribution about Hawaii and Charles Lindbergh. Are you allowed to talk about that on a garden show? <laughs> we we just did. Yeah, the the Palapala Congregational Church is where he's he's buried. I was trying to to come up with a name, and I found that. Have you been there? Um, no, but I knew Lindbergh was buried in Hawaii, and I can give you a thirty second story about him through yeah, my father. Sure. So the story is you have to go to 1950, Fairbanks, Alaska. My father was doing some seminal polar flying for the United States Air Force. And at that time, Lindbergh was a brigadier general in the United States, either Air Force or Army, probably Air Force. Yes. So my father was a young pilot, knew that Lindbergh was on the base. They're getting ready to make a 4 a.m. flight to the North Pole, and my father's co-pilot, pulled his finger off, well, ring finger off, swinging out of the bomb bay of the airplane. So now my father has no co-pilot. So Dad walks into the mess hall at 4 in the morning, and there's his base commander and Charles Lindbergh eating breakfast, sitting at the breakfast table. Dad walks up there and explain what had just happened. They're going to have to cancel the flight to the North Pole. And his commander says, well, just sit down here with Charles Lindbergh and eat, eat breakfast with him. I'll go find you a co-pilot. Okay? Oh, my gosh. So my father sits down. Now, you got to understand, my father was a back-slapping Irishman who never met a stranger, okay? <laughs> yeah. Sits down with, with um, Lindbergh, and, I'm, and now, you know, I'm born later, and I, I said, Dad, what was he like? He said, the guy won't talk. He's so shy. It's very oh, cerebral. He didn't talk to me. Yeah. I, he said he'd, he'd answer uh, questions, but he was very shy. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the first experience. And then... You come now fast forward to 2005, kind of, and I'm a, um, um, a cancer doctor in the Duke Clinics, and an Eastern Airlines pilot 
comes in, uh, end of career. I mean, he's an older man with lung cancer, and I'm treating him. And I told him the story I just told you about Fairbanks, Alaska, and Charles Lindbergh. Yes. He said, I was a brand-new pilot for Eastern Airlines in the 70s or 80s. I don't remember when Lindbergh died. He said, I took Lindbergh on the last flight from Los Angeles to Hawaii. He was sick and and dying, and I knew he was on the airplane, but I flew him out to Hawaii. Mm. And I was taking care of the guy who flew him to Hawaii on his last trip. Uh, I didn't know where he was born, buried out there, so he's buried at a remote place. Out of very, Mexico. very remote on uh, Maui. It's uh, it's uh, just off of the road road to Hana, and he's buried in a uh, the Pala Pala Congregational Churchyard. It uh, was built in 1857. Very tiny little church uh-huh. that sits on a cliff overlooking um, the coastline there, and it's it's just gorgeous. Well, you know, he he flew all over the world. He could have been buried any place he chose he to. He fell in love with this place, yeah. A nice place. Yeah. I hope you visit it sometime, Frank. Well, I lied to you. I've been to um, the main island and the urban areas, but I've never been to that place you're talking about. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's on Maui, and it's uh, very famous, the road to Hannah. And uh, there, it takes it's a long tour, but uh, I would I would recommend going to Maui anyway. Well, y'all have a good day. Frank, oh. thank you, and, and thanks for all you did for uh, for a lot of people, a lot of patients. Yeah, and uh, Frank, I'm very fond of, for years, Don Shea and Crockett Long and I formed the Jim Vivano Kids Classic, which gave funds uh, over over $6 million to the Duke uh, Children's uh, Hospital for cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for your work. Well, you work. I... Um I met a lot of very um, impressive and inspirational people with terrible disease. Yes. And um, people are mostly, they're inspirational. Well, we are so glad you called us this morning, Frank. Y'all have a good day. You too. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. You never know who's listening. You really Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. We have uh, all kinds of folks who listen to The Weekend Gardener for various reasons. Not always because of uh, agriculture and (laughs) and uh gardening but at any rate we're honored to have him with us this morning 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF there are um, so many things blooming pam you were talking about uh the honeysuckle has your has your uh winter honeysuckle started blooming yet rufus i don't no. think i don't think mine no, has. It has not yeah, that's interesting because up in Wake Forest, there's some blooming at the at the Joiner Park that's up there, and also in our garden. And we've also had um, that winter flowering jasmine with the little tiny yellow flowers. The I haven't jasmine seen that. There's, there's some on the Belt Line. I haven't seen it blooming yet. Well, there's some just at the uh, church just up the hill, going toward Mordecai on Old Wake Forest Road. Uh-huh. There's a bank of it, and I came by there. I wanted to swing by early this morning and see the governor's mansion lit up before they take the decorations down. And you need to I, look at our tree. It doesn't have leaves on it that we planted, the weekend gardener uh, tree. Oh, it doesn't. It's planted. It's planted at. Uh, but that was a red bud, and it shouldn't have leaves on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, weeping <laughs> yeah. red bud, uh, ruby ruby forest. Ruby falls. It's yeah. right there That's at right. Um, 
at Blunt and that, that back entrance. Jones. Yeah, that back entrance. Blunt and entrance. Jones, there yeah, at the yeah, gate. Yeah. Yeah. They're at the gate. Uh-huh. But they're, they're, yeah, the governor's mansion all, all lit up. And it's beautiful. The, it is. It's beautiful. But the, uh, on the bank, I noticed that they have a series of that uh, winter flowering jasmine, and that's all in bloom right now, too. But there are um, lots of flowers starting to emerge. Uh, in the wintertime, we forget about this, but winter flowers are either large and showy or they're very, very fragrant. Mm-hmm. To pull in the few pollinators that are out there, they're competitive. And so um, that's the reason that they smell so good this time of year. Winter sweet is, Winter is sweet. my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I mistook <clears throat> the jasmine for... I, I couldn't believe myself. I said, "Is forsythia blooming now?" Yeah, it looks like it. But uh, yeah, that, it is. It does look. I, like that it. had to be one of you. Yeah, yeah. But it the you like know the, certainly uh, the le- the uh, stems are green. They're evergreen. For the winter honeysuckle. Uh-huh. Yeah, the winter jasmine. Rather. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And the winter honeysuckle is a tiny little white flower. It's minuscule, but it's powerful. Yeah. It's and very small. Laura right. had them until the. Very severe weather got mm-hmm. it. was just fantastic this yeah. year. I have, yeah. I, I still have, even through all of that cold weather, I still have some Encore Zayas that are, they've been blooming all fall yeah. and it just continues to. On and to, off. Isn't yeah. that amazing yeah. when you even, think about it? Even and, with all that And your Mahonia cold. should be in flower. Was that blooming around Christmas time for you? The one that has the I Daphne underneath it? I don't it? know that I have checked that. I need yeah. to, to go A lot and of check these it. are blooming right now too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, haven't, uh, I haven't been home a lot this week, <laughs> or it doesn't seem like I have. Yeah. But. Well, we've got so much to be thankful for in this area. Um, we are blessed to be in North Carolina. Yeah. We had talked about that earlier and, and um, couldn't ask for a, a better climate to mm-hmm. experiment with plants. Kind of crazy sometimes, but. It is. Bobby is in Fuqua Varina. Hey, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. I hope you're well. I'm doing pretty good. So far, anyway. Yeah, me too, so far. I got a quick question. Yes, sir. I've got a fig tree about maybe 14, 16 foot high, and several of the limbs are growing at the bottom, and they're laying on the ground. I was wondering when it was a good time to be able to cut those limbs off, not prune, just cut the limbs off. Yeah, do you hope to root them and start more fig, or do you just want to get rid of them? I just want to get rid of them. Go for it. Go for it. Anytime. You can't kill a fig tree. Nope. (laughs) Okay. Well, that sounds good. Well, what kind are they, Bobby? Celeste or Or brown brown turkey? Ah, it's a, a fig tree my neighbor gave me, and I have no idea what yeah. kind it is. Probably a brown turkey. They're the most common. Yeah. Uh, unless, are the figs real big? No, they're okay. small figs. All right, there's they're probably a brown turkey. Yeah. But there are other varieties. Yeah, you you can't kill the, the root system, certainly, of a fig. You can kill the yeah. top Even if of you them. want to. Yeah. <laughs> They'll come back. They're they're resilient. I know my mother's would uh, up in Nash County would resprout. Yeah, it certainly mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah. years it would, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they've grown down low to the ground, and I can't. They got I got it planted on my property line, the corner of my property line, right on the corner property line anyway and it's next to a shelter and i can't walk between the shelter and it and I well <laughs> you, you're gonna have to win that debate it. yeah go for it yeah get out there and do you can probably do that today i don't know that we'll have a lot of rain yeah yeah I, I, i'm thinking about getting out there and doing it today yes sir i think i would yeah 
All right. We all have a wonderful day, and I appreciate your time, and have a happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year, year, Bobby. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. And everybody in Fuqua Verena, happy new year. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Steve is back with us. Steve, uh, you okay? One more thing. Um, you know I have uh, amyloidosis, right? That's the blood disease that I have? Yes, sir. And uh, the, there is a show on Fox uh, called The Residence. Uh-huh. The doctor's show. The right. Show. Uh-huh. It is the first time I have ever heard my disease actually discussed on a television show. How about that? Did, they, did everything sound accurate? It's, uh, it's down to the every symptom the guy had, uh-huh. I had. How about that? So it was uh, very, they compressed my five months into uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, yeah, it's a Hello. Yeah, uh, I just uh, let everybody know it's episode ten. It's the last uh-huh. episode before they went to winter break. Okay. Yeah. Well. But, uh, it, Hello. Yeah, I'm, we're done. Thank you. Okay, Steve. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I don't believe I've seen that, but uh, at any rate. Um. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to get some rain here and there. I don't know. Did did y'all get any rain last night? or Not that I could tell. Because it certainly was around. Not that I could tell. Yeah. Rufus? Sprinkle. Sprinkle. It looks like it should be raining out there, but it's yeah. it's because uh, it felt very wet this morning when, we came, when I came out. But um, thank goodness for garages. <laughs> I love garages. Uh, there's so many plants. We were talking about uh, blooming plants, and uh, have you have you seen any bulbs coming up, Pam? Um, yeah. I've noticed a few uh, crocus. There's some of the early dafts are starting to stick their little noses up out of the soil. Mm. Um, it it seems early, doesn't it, for them? But yeah. they'll but they'll come on because things like the little tetetets are usually in bloom by um, February, and the February golds, all these different early daffodils will come on. And um, some people are showing that they're getting some of the early snowflakes are starting to um, to bloom. Snowdrops, the the galanthus, um, those are coming up now. But what a what a wonderful time to walk on a warm day like we've had the past few days around your garden. Assess what needs to be done. Do what Rufus said. You know, look and see if you've got any damaged branches that need to be taken care of, anything that needs to be cut, trimmed. Do like uh, Bobby and Fuqua Verena. You know, now's a great time to limb up a fig so that you can get through there and, and do what you need to do. It's a good time to do some trimming. Um, we're, uh, you know, a little bit before. Well, be careful about the, the spring flowering Yeah, plants. the spring flowering plants, no. But if you're doing something like if you've got a, um, a boxwood that, you know, you, you need to do a little bit of cutting back on it or if you've got a legustrum that you really want to take down and, and do some work on it, you know, you can you can get into some of the green things 
But do watch for your spring flowers and those summer flowers that bloom on old wood. Be very careful about that. That's why I always leave a hydrangea alone. Yes. I don't because I don't know which one does which. And just wait until the spring to see what comes out <laughs> of the right. ground. The, uh, By the way, bulbs, uh, I think people always think they've got to get them in, in the ground before now. You've got plenty of time left. Yeah, you've got plenty uh, because, they, yeah, yeah, they're going to be fine. If you've got them and they're still sitting there, you know, this handful of, of little crocus bulbs I planted, uh, I had gotten them in a shipment, but they've been sitting in my house and they've been yeah. fine. And um, now's the time to, to get them in if you haven't already done yeah. it. Yeah. And frankly, some of the, bulb, the bulbs at, at our garden centers will go on sale. Yes, they will. And, and so it's same thing with some of the bulb companies. I know that Brent and Becky's Bulbs in Gloucester, Virginia, had a big sale right about Christmas time. Yeah. You know, so anything that's left, it's not too late to get them. I get do them a out. little whimsical thing. I take a, a good-sized pot, maybe uh, 16 inches tall and a foot around the top, mm-hmm. put in the, the bottom part daffodils, yeah. and then we cover that up, and then we put the little tiny crocuses and things on the top. On the top. And it turns out okay. <laughs> they do. And it, then if you can plant some pansies in there on the very top layer, oh, yeah. they'll come up and around and through. And it's oh, just, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. It's a continuously blooming spring bouquet. The, one, the beautiful thing about bulbs is, is putting them and forgetting where you put them. Yep. So you've got these surprises. Yep. But a lot of times I go along and digging a hole, oh, my goodness, I'm digging right into it. A bulb, a bulb mm-hmm. bulbs, and so I, yeah. I try to put little little construction flags, <laughs> but I've forgotten over the years. Yeah. <laughs> there was a garden writer, uh, Beverly Nichols. He wrote a series of wonderful books that Roy Dix and uh, Bobby Ward helped promote. And what he would do is he would have parties where he'd buy some bulbs, and then he'd give the bulbs to his friends and tell them to go out and plant them somewhere in his landscape. Uh-huh. And then he had a surprise. Uh-huh. Like a spring. He had surprises. What a nice! Uh-huh. I've never heard of such a thing. Isn't I'm that sure delightful? I would trust some of my friends for that. <laughs> they might end up down there in the bog <laughs> yeah. somewhere and never be seen again. You yeah. have to be careful. What a delightful surprise! Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I do too. Hey, we uh, we only have three or four minutes, and you weren't here before Christmas, but you've always shared some. Uh, Christmas and and biblical plants and, oh, and all of that. Yeah, if you would yeah. share something, oh with goodness, us. Um, there's so many wonderful plants this time of year that we think about associated with the um, the holidays and the holy days, and um, many of the things that we use are are um, plants that may not even have been mentioned in the Bible, but they have a a relationship with the church and the legend and the lore of the church. And that's where things like um, the holly and the ivy, for instance, this is a wonderful old Christmas song, and, and holly has long been revered as the king of winter because it's evergreen and it defied the odds and it, it it weathers through the time and it also has red berries this time of year and so it was thought to be representation of the eternal um, love of God and also the red berries could uh, portray the um, a little bit of foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Jesus at Christmas time. The ivy was um, considered a, a plant like the holly because it was evergreen, especially in, in England and places like that where it's really rough weather in the winter. 
it was evergreen, so it was oftentimes used to bind up uh, things like um, wreaths and um, holly and mistletoe, and it was thought to be a feminine-type plant, but the holly and the ivy, um, of all the plants in the wildwood, these, these two things were still evergreen, and they gave us a lot of hope, and that's the reason they're oftentimes used in Christmas decorations. Um, as far as Christmas trees, we're so blessed in North Carolina. We've got some fabulous Christmas tree farmers, and, mm-hmm. and it's always a treat to see these these uh, firs and conifers that they're planting. But the trees um, were um, a representation of the tree of life again. Um, it had symbolism with the passion plays that were often traveling troops would use the, the tree, the evergreen tree, as a tree symbolizing paradise and the things like the um, balls and things that we put on the tree now would have been the fruits of the garden of good and evil the apples that they would have put there to represent the tree uh, the fruit that it has turned into christmas balls for us and the wafers that were used as communion wafers that were often tied to the tree so you would know that it was the tree of paradise um, those have turned into baubles and things for us too so this this wonderful weaving of history and legend and lore into what we do right now with our yeah. own home that's right. It's and fantastic. And plants. Yeah. Well, uh, Rufus, uh, what time are you going to bed, bed tonight? Are I'm going, going to, to go to bed uh, as soon as I get sleepy. <laughs> but I've, I've resolutions, my resolutions, is no matter how bad we think something is, will it really matter five years from now? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Try to look at things that way. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, my wife is the most positive person I ever met. It's always... Yeah, she really she always, is. Yeah, she always looks on the on the best best side. Pam, uh, you you getting in bed early? Well, we or have you going a to party. We have a friend who's hosting a party. We'll be there till eight o'clock. Yeah. But after that, we're in bed. <laughs> but Mary, I'm sorry. Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy everybody. New Year to everybody. We love you. We'll see you next week on the Weekend Gardener. <laughs>